Hey guys, welcome into this special 7.5 episode. Um, we had touched on this in episode 7, but I'll give you a uh, reintegration of information, I guess. I can't even think of the words right now. But essentially, this is just going to be a current hole, but not my bottom bitch segment. And we're just going to talk about the other stuff we played at uh, Gen Con, um, things that we're playing now, because this is like over a month after Gen Con, we've really sat on our asses and not gotten around to recording this in a timely manner. But we finally got around to it, I guess. Uh, so if you're looking for any of our modest stuff, you're not going to really find any of it here unless we ramble into it somehow. But this is mostly going to be about other stuff we're doing and playing. So... All right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to it anyways. Branch out, you nerds. Yeah, right. Get and expand your nerdiness. Yeah. So um, here we are in the current hole, but not the bottom bitch. And we is that is that was that true statement by the way? Has it been a month since Gen Con, or has it been like two? I don't I don't remember. Um. Yeah, it's been. Well, it was in August, right? August what though? I don't even fucking remember. Wasn't it? It was the end of August. No. No, it was like August first. <laughs> no, that's not right either. Isn't it? It was beginning. Was it? Or wait, first weekend of August. It was the first weekend in August. Yeah, it was like the fourth maybe of August. Yeah. And now twentieth of September. It's been a month and a half. That's not too horrible. That's <laughs> eh, pretty bad. <laughs> we we could have done a lot that's better. Pretty bad. <laughs> I feel like we've all been super busy lately, though. And, like, I've been, like, nuts at work since Gen- I got back from Gen Con. Yeah. And, and other it's, stuff going on. And it's summer here, so, like, summer in Michigan is very – there's a lot of outdoor shit to do. So, like, me, I, you know, I, I got family and stuff. So, we're, at, we're out at, like, the lake every fucking weekend and yeah. doing shit all week. So, it's, it's really tough to, like, get inside and, like, do something. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is, I mean, like, you know, we only get like three or four months to like go outside and do stuff. So we <laughs> gotta make the most that. of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. summer weather-wise, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our lame excuse for not getting this done in a timely manner. Speaking of that, like, we still got to do episode eight. Yeah. We, uh, and uh, give you guys a view behind the curtain. We haven't even talked about it. Like, I have no I idea mean, what we're doing. I don't even know what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> there hasn't uh, been any news. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about, really. I mean, I think I've played Armada once since Gen Con. No, uh, I, back. I did a store championship. Yeah. I don't think I did. No, I definitely have. I, I've played some Armada, but I, I – so they, I've joined the um, – I reluctantly joined the Fall Vassal Tournament. Uh, I was yeah. kind of like guilted into it. And I'm like, just fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. So I ended up buying a mouse for my laptop because I was using the, the touchpad, and that was just brutal. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not. It's not fun. Like it was to the point where I just hated it. Like I did not want to do it. But now that I've gotten a mouse, it's it's gotten quite a bit better. And as long as I can talk to my opponents through like Skype or something, it won't be. It will. It'll be fine then. Because like with my fucking MacBook, like I can't even see the chat window and the table at the same time. Like right. I don't even know how I'm gonna do it if I I gotta play somebody that doesn't want to like do Skype voice or something. I mean, I feel like you just have to not play people that don't want to do that. Plus, yeah. I mean, like type everything you want to say. I feel like you talk a lot during an Armada game. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you do, especially things you're intending to do, and like, especially tokens or whatever. But I've played a couple practice things on Vassal lately. Like Jeff, 
guy that made our cards, um, he we we played the other night, and he was kind of telling me like you just kind of do stuff like you don't even like tell the other person, you just kind of do it, and the other person just figures it out. Like if you don't like declare you're taking a token, you just like take it. Or if you're passing it off, you just pass it off, and the other person just implies that okay, he was decided to take a token and passed it off. Shit like that, you know. Oh, okay. So you're not like okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I got a command. I'm gonna take a token with comms and that to this guy. I mean, cause I yeah. feel like I always do that out loud when I'm playing at a table. Well, well, yeah, because you're supposed to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but in Vassal, you just kind of do it. But so whatever. I'm trying to get used to it. And then yeah. I decided to bring that. I decided to do like a four activation token fucking list. Okay. Because I thought it would be easy, right. and I wanted to make it interesting. Like, it's not my pure token fucking list where I got like six actual ships and activations. Like, this one's just five activations with strategic advisor, and um, so I can't fuck with the tokens as hard. But I'll be able to fuck enough. I think I'm. That's kind of like the. That's kind of like the test here. Can I fuck hard enough with only four ships as opposed to six ships? Yeah, I guess so. that's the trade-off. Now that you can't have all those flotillas, right? Well, I could still actually get the six with um, without the flotillas. I just add some CR nineties, the hammerheads. Yeah, yeah. Hammerheads, uh... Yep. But uh, or is it five? Ah, fuck, I don't know. I'd have to look at it again. I don't even remember. It's either five or, or six ships. Whatever. It's still possible. Token fucking still works just fine. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But that's the point of it. So, and I thought it'd be easy to do on Vassal, but then I I didn't think about this now. Now that I've like been practicing with it a little bit. It's not easier on Vassal. It's actually a pain in the ass because you're constantly trying to move the tokens and stuff. And like, oh, <laughs> I didn't think of that like, <laughs> at all. So now I'm just like, you know, uh, it's, I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to do this fall tournament. I'm, I've already signed up, but we'll <laughs> yeah. see. All the Vassal because I feel like that's a good place to be able to get a lot of games in. It is, but it's still not the same. And it's not as good. It's, it's not even close. No. Whatever. So anyway, I got that going on right now. Then I don't know. What else have you guys played lately before we talk about Gen Con stuff? God, I haven't. I've played a little bit of D and D, but other than that, I haven't had a lot of time to play games. I've got, got a first, couple games. Uh, got my first Legion match in with uh, Diaz. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing a we are doing like a fall Legion tournament, but we're doing it very loose, like. We're doing the Operation Blue Steel or Blue Metal, whatever. I just I just keep thinking of fucking Zoolander every yeah. time I <laughs> like when I go to that chat. I, I think I just called it Blue Steel because I can't like get out of my head Blue Steel. And then so, <laughs> anyway, so it's that operation where you only got to play four games, and so um, I gave everybody like two months to do it, real loose, and like I put I threw some in, things in there to like try to decide who comes out as first. On the, as, on the top as first player, so they get like store credit and shit like that. So cool. I yeah, everybody's played their first round except me. I still haven't even played my first game yet. Yeah. So well, I'll get around to it eventually. But, yeah. yeah. Well, to, uh, dive into some of the Gen Con stuff. I mean, yeah, I haven't really gamed a ton since since uh, Gen Con. I played that one store champ tournament where I, you know, used that. Uh, and I guess I haven't talked about it on the podcast much. Just like. Real vanilla, two ISD twos or two S two IS Danes. Sorry, um, you know, with a strategic advisor and there's an officer on the other one. I forget what it is. Oh, it's Brunson. Uh-huh. And it's vanilla, but it, uh, it it 
it went pretty well for me. No squadrons. Um, it's got quad laser turrets on both ISDs. I think it needs a little bit of tweaking, but it's a uh, it's a fun list. Sometimes the old boring vanilla stuff is just it's it still works. You know, it's not like it's yeah, not like it's uncompetitive, uncompetitive or anything like that. No, not at all. And it's nice because it's versatile, so you don't have to. You know, you can do the same. You know, what if you you know you have two ISDs on maybe you know either side of each other, you can do the same thing whichever way they decide to go. Right. Oh yeah. It's the beauty of it. What yeah. did you? Who was you? Did Madi too, right? Like you went like real old school. Yeah, I went real old school. It's got Madi, and I didn't lose an ISD in any of my games. Um, I probably should have in my second game against uh, Matt, uh, Beta Matt, not not Matt Prime here on the on the sh- on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I got away. So you know, Madi really really did work for me. I think I think Madi kept an ISD alive in every single game. Like the, yeah. he, like I had one or two hull left. Monty's old school. He's been doing it since 2014. And it just, it just <laughs> it's just simple. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. It just happens. And it, you know, Monty ISDs are really hard to chew through. 14 hull. It's yeah. Yeah, you know, plus the shields. I mean, at absolute minimum, you got to do what like 20 damage to it. It's kind of, you're gonna be able to redirect some, right? It's kind of funny we're talking about it now, and like I'm thinking like all the new stuff, all the new admirals, everything, and you could still go back and like some of the old stuff. Like we're talking about it like it's a new revelation, but it's something that's been around in Armada, <laughs> you know, forever. Like everybody's known that, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like something you forget over time, and then you go back to it. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. It's still really good. Yeah, and it, I think that's one something that says something really great about Armada is that like. You can go back to the stuff you used two years ago. I'm like, yeah, it totally still works. Yeah, yeah. Madi ISDs are still pretty good. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. Um, so to Gen Con, mm-hmm. uh, let's start with Legion. Okay. Dane didn't actually play in Legion. He bailed on the tournament, and I don't remember why. Weren't you doing going to do something else or? I was, but I ended up. It's well. a good thing I ended up standing <laughs> in line for like the first round. Um, I, I, I was the line was like, I mean, I don't know. It had to be almost a mile long. It wrapped like all the way through the convention center, around the whole building, and like down the street. <laughs> that's and, right. They, they made that's the poor right. life choice of not having his tickets mailed to him like the rest. Yeah. of them did. And I mean, I I don't. Need, I mean, I we. What time did the tournament start? What time did we get there? Like 10 a.m.? I think maybe 11. I know, Matt, do you remember? It was early. Because we like we thought registration started at that time, but Brian texted us like, no, the, the tournament starts at this time. You guys need to get down here now. So yeah, yeah we went and down. We had to scramble. And I, I, I waited in line for no shit two hours. It was, <laughs> two hours. It was horrible. Yeah, I think we were in the middle of the second round and Dane finally walked up to the table and was like, hey, yeah. how's it going? And it was hot as balls outside too, right? And I remember Dane walking up, and he just looked—he looked wrecked. I was, man. <laughs> it kind of ruined the day for me, to be honest with you. I—I I was supposed to play Axis and Allies, and I, you know, I missed that. And then uh, I did a couple. I, don't know, I just played some like board games and stuff. Walked around the exhibit hall, which was cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, you know, checked out the uh, the Superstar Destroyer, and you know, played a couple. 
I don't know, demo games of stuff. I checked out the uh, that Game of Thrones expansion for the board game pretty thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. We'll just mention it right now since you brought it up. Fuck it, we'll push Legion back a little bit. The new because a lot of us here, well, especially me, that's kind of. It's almost me personally. That's how I got like deep into board gaming, and I somehow transitioned to Armada and stuff as I started playing Game of Thrones board game, and I got super into it. Like I still have a log. Like we've logged every single game we've played, and it was like with a different group of friends than these guys. And then I incorporated these guys, and now like all of us play, and we've had like large games and shit. And so the new expansion is called Mother of Dragons. And it looks fucking amazing. Like, they fixed a lot of the old issues of Game of Thrones they had before. And there's, like, vassals and stuff. Dane, you, you, you checked it out more thoroughly than I did. So you got more in detail about this stuff. Like, what, what is yeah. more like, yeah, what, what's coming out with it? So the, the biggest issue with the Game of Thrones board game, because it, it's one of the best games you can play, um, the biggest problem with the game is if you don't have six players, it's nowhere near as good of a game. Right. And the reason for that is it's just it, it puts just like these fake kind of units that are really easy to kill in the areas where the where a player would have been. So it gives the players that are next to those areas a huge advantage. And they can just move down into this area at will, you know, with no real resistance. Right, so the players that are north of them, because those players are all in the south for the most part. Because um, in a, in a four player game, you lose Tyrell and Martell, and those are the two most southern houses. So it, it puts you know particularly Stark and Lannister in a position where they have and, and Greyjoy in a position where they have to fight other people, and the two the southern houses Baratheon and well no I guess it's Lannister is the one that's on the south end. Um, they can just go south. And, and it, and it kind of makes the game fall apart. Um, in the new expansion, though, all the houses are on the board all the time. So those houses, are still enemies there. And then every round in Iron Throne order, um, you get to choose one of them to make your vassal. And then you can give them a, a more limited number of orders. Um, if you haven't played the game... Every round, you give orders to all the areas where you have troops, and then they can move or defend or support each other or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. And then with the vassals, you can have them do things. So at least those houses are still doing things. Um, and then they can fight people. They can fight each other. Um, and then, but another interesting point of that is you can't fight your own vassal, um, which means if you want to expand into an area where there is a vassal, you can't pick that vassal. Um, so it just adds an extra element of strategy and makes the Iron Throne important because the Iron Throne is worthless until the end of the game in, in a regular game. Yeah, it's not nearly as important early game. So this makes it really important because if there's only two vassal houses and four players, although it, there would there would be an extra one. but Yeah, because it's an eight-player game now, right? Yeah, well, it's up to an eight-player game now. Right. So... You always play with the Aarons, which in the, and there's a little board addition, so the veil is a little larger. Um, so they're always in the game. And if you if you play with the Targaryens or Daenerys and the, the, the I guess Eastern faction where they're on Essos, there's an additional board you use. 
if you don't use the Targaryens, that board just goes away. So you can play with seven or with seven houses or with eight houses, but there's but the, the Targaryens will always be a player. Um, yeah. So why would I, to me like why would you not always even if you only have four people, why wouldn't you always just set up eight all eight houses? I agree. Um, I think that the the point they're trying to make is that because I think the way the game is set up and balanced with the Targaryens, they can't be a vassal because it just wouldn't work. Okay, because they're they, what's they're, they're, they their game is very different from everybody else's. Because they have different win conditions, though. So maybe if you're exactly. playing with like only four or five people, maybe that throws that off a little bit. Maybe. Well, I think it's okay. I just you can't have her be a vassal because yeah. because of the way the dragons work. So she starts the game with three dragons. You cannot ever build a dragon, but you start with three of them, and then as the game goes on their power level increases. So I think at the very beginning of the game, I think their power level is one. It might even be zero at the very beginning. Um, and as the game goes on, they get up to five. Okay, so they, they level up their power level, and then the dragons can move wherever they want. But for the Targaryens to win, they have to hold some of like the main house's main t- areas. Like They might have to take Winterfell and Casterly Rock and Pike. So, but I don't. I mean, I don't, and I don't know exactly how many or what it is. But they have to take the main area from multiple other houses to win. Whereas everybody else is just trying to get to like seven castles. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Um, and then there's also an iron bank thing where you can like buy stuff. Like you just get like some extra troops, or you get some extra power, or some extra thing that'll help you in the game. But then you have to pay a tax to them for the rest of the game, um, which I thought was a really cool uh, thing to do. Um, if you don't pay that tax, then you just, one of your uh, opponents gets to just kill one of your units wherever they want on the board. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's really <laughs> devastating because this is a game where you don't have that many units. You know, it's, this isn't like, um, you know, like Risk where you've got 30 guys on a spot. I mean, right. you might have eight, ten guys on the board, that's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, losing one in a key area could be huge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Iron Bank always gets its due, man. That's fucking exactly. awesome. Yeah. So there's just a lot of new interesting things. There's a new play mat coming out for it, which looks really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I ordered that for sure. I think it's going to breathe new life into the game. I mean, I think it's 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 going to probably end up being one of those things where it's it's like the Rebellion expansion. Where it's just you just need it. Yeah, once you once you play with the expansion, you can't go back to the original game. Yeah, I'm and, almost certain yeah. that this one's going to be the same way. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, the only exception being this game, I think, was is still fine if you have six players. Exactly, you could then play without the expansion. Yeah, I think it's going to be that different if you you know with with that exact number. Um. But you should just use the expansion. I mean, like, unlike we're rebellion, I feel like rebellion's combat without the expansion kind of sucks. It does. It does suck. It, I mean, it completely yeah. sucks. It's not yeah. good at all. And it was a thing when you played the game. It was like, yeah, it's really cool, but the combat just sucks. And then the expansion just totally fixed it. Yeah. 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 Rebellion with the the battle cards and everything. Speaking of yeah. rebellion, me and me and Matt just played that what a couple days ago. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, earlier this week. Yeah, 
Yeah, Monday. Yeah, we played it all play on Monday there. That was yeah. a good game. Matt Matt found me early. I was Rebels. And Matt found me in like turn what, three? I think it was three. I couldn't yeah. close. I had I had nobody there to close with it. So it was just like, oh yeah, I'll use my star destroyer and one TIE fighter and Yeah, because you were just blindly blindly search. Like you were so I was at Alderaan. And if you guys have played the game, Alderaan is right next to Coruscant. It's like in the core world. It's like right in the like you you generally almost never hide like right next to the enemy's capital. Yeah. But I was being cute and I did it. And Matt just like stumbled over there and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I luckily Why are you here? Yeah, what are you you weren't supposed to show up here. And then so he, he, he outed me early. I'm like, oh shit. And I did not have it set up to like leave the planet that turn. So I had to survive through a whole other turn. And luckily since you're the rebel player, we go first and I had like an MC eighty and something else in the build queue. And I had taken a planet, I had taken a system right next to Alderaan. So I then, that next turn, I put the MC-80 there. And then I attacked his forces around Alderaan um, to start the next turn. And much like a lot of our combats, it was complete mutual destruction. Like, all my shit died and all his shit died. But that was fine for you. Yes, which is completely fine for me because it saved the planet. And then he could have invaded, but he would it would have been long odds to beat to get my guys. Uh, yeah. yeah. I ended up doing it the next turn anyways, and then I, I lost our ground combat. So it, even right. if I had, I probably wouldn't have won. So. I was still getting away. And then I got away, and then it just kind of went a long game from there. And he, by the time he figured out where I was, it was too late. And so I ended up winning that one, but it was, it was a really close game. That, was, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't played that game, you got to get it. Yeah, Rebellion's amazing. So, anyway, that's another, as we swerve away from some of our main points here. Even more away. Yeah. As we further drift away from Legion Gen Con. Gen Con. Right. All right, so let's bring it back. Let's bring it back around. Let's go back and talk about Legion here. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Legion Tournament, Dane bailed. He already talked about why. Um, So, me and Brian and Matt played. Um, speaking of Brian, just as an aside, he was going to record with us and we could not get him to connect because we use Google Hangouts and it's turning out this is fucking awful. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this Google Hangouts thing. I think it do internet connection, to be fair. Sure, but it's still annoying. Like, it's, there's always an issue. Yeah. It is. You're right. So anyways, so Brian, just bail. He's like, fuck it, I've lost motivation. So he's, he's gone. So um, anyway... So myself, Brian, and Matt played. I know Brian only played the first round, and then he left because he was going to do something else. Um, I played three out of the four rounds because that night we were playing Game of Thrones back at our Airbnb, and uh, Josiah, uh, JJ's, uh, Josiah Burkhardt's Meyer, JJ, he was, he was coming over. And so we had seven people to play, so I'm like, well, I'm not bailing on that. So I ended up bailing on the fourth round of the Legion tournament. Um, so the first round I played, um, another bill, his name was bill, uh, cool guy. Don't remember where he's from. Um, for the tournament, I brought, uh, a triple speeder bike list. It was just like, I'm not going to bring it up now. Cause I, I don't even know if I still have it on my phone or whatever, but it was like veers with three speeder bikes, um, two snow trooper units. The snow troopers were decked out with 
the what's become like the auto include build now. It's just impact grenades, an extra snow trooper, and flame trooper. Mm -hmm. So two units of them, and then four units of uh, just regular uh, stormtroopers. Regular stormtroopers with DLTs, mm -hmm. and that was the list. They pretty much. And so, one thing I'll talk, I'll start talking about too was the terrain. Now I know everybody's lost their mind over the terrain at Gen Con since like it's, it's kind of beaten a dead horse, but since we haven't ourselves talked about it, I'll address it. Mm -hmm. um, it was awful. The terrain was really bad. Like, it, I mean, there's just, I've seen people try to sugarcoat it. Um, I know there's a guy, his name is Nick Freeman. He writes a blog and he's been on the one Legion outriders podcast, I believe. Saying how it wasn't that bad, and I'm, I, which is total bullshit. Like I don't even know why you would say it wasn't bad when it clearly was. Um, it was, it was funny you mentioned that because I was just listening to their latest podcast. I think they had they had the judge on there. They had what the hell is his name? Nathaniel. Oh, uh, Jeremiah. Jer yeah, Road Dog. Right. And he was he was he was talking about that. He said everyone was ragging on it. He walked in. He he didn't like it either. He 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 didn't think it was nearly enough. They they managed to get by though because they knew how they they weren't getting maximum turnout every day. So yeah, and honestly, so the first day, which was what we played, we played Thursday, right? Yeah. There was <laughs> how many were supposed to show up for everyone for every? Open? So I think was it, it was 34? capped at thirty four, thirty two, something like that. I, I believe we started with like in the low twenties. And by the time I quit in the third round, there was maybe 10 people left. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is one of the reasons I've kind of soured on Legion a little bit lately. I mean, and I don't dislike the game at all. But, like, in ter terrain is a big part of it for me. Like, it, it makes such a huge impact on the game, like, the what the terrain is and, like, what list you want to have. And, like, I understand, like, part of that is, like, okay, yeah, I'm good in this type of terrain and you got to be prepared for everything. But like, you know, if you don't, if you get there and the terrain is as it was, I mean, there are specific types of lists that are going to be way better with that type of terrain. And, and I don't like that because what if I didn't bring one of those? Exactly. And I think the guy, and I keep bringing him up, it, it feels like I'm bashing him or something, but Nick Freeman was saying like, well, I didn't think it was an issue. And, you know, you just got to adjust your tactics. Be like, what do you mean you gotta adjust your tactics? Like, there, there's either so so the way it felt like like if you had infantry, if you ever played paintball and like a paintball field where there's like uh, like the blow up stands, like it's not actual terrain, it's like blow up stands. You just can shoot down alleys, like you jump into an alley and shoot down and then jump back. There's no like real cover. Mm -hmm. That's what it was like. So if you had DLTs and you could shoot across the map, like it wasn't that awful, sure, but you yeah. were like. Every, all your troopers were in the open. There was not a single barricade to be found anywhere. Now, a couple of maps did have barricades, but they were like pre-made terrain. Like normally, in, when you play in Legion, you're setting out like barricades all over the place. It was not that at all. And yeah, the thing yeah. is that people people have seen the pictures, whatever. And they tried to fix it. I know they tried to fix it. I it got better as the weekend went on. That's what they said, but still, it still wasn't good though. It still wasn't. It wasn't oh. great. No, no, it didn't it feel like you were playing Legion. Like, like the game did not feel like playing Legion. It felt like playing some pseudo Legion game where it's more like paintball, like I was saying. Like that's the analogy. And the guy I played in the third round, he's the one that gave me that analogy, and it was really good. I fucking I can't remember his name. 
he was he was fucking blown out. He was a funny dude. Like he was he took like I don't know. He took a half hour just to set his shit up. Like he was high <laughs> out of his fucking mind. Like he was blown the fuck out, man. Like it was Hey man, he was having a good time. Yeah, yeah. He was having a good time. And honestly, I didn't care at that point. Like I played a pretty competitive second round game that could have gone either way that I'd end up losing. And I was actually glad I lost it. Cause then I won my third game. Like if I would have kept winning. I would have felt the pressure to stay for the fourth round when I really needed to leave to go play, you know, do our thing that we had scheduled that night. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, he gave it, but that dude was funny who I played in the third round. He was just so fucked up. Um, <laughs> and he was like his second, like he hadn't played before, like somebody borrowed him all his shit. So it's just like, if I was like in a poor mood or if I was feeling competitive, I, I would have been like pissed. But okay. I wasn't, and I ended up just having a good time. Like, I didn't care. I, I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, take all the time you want. I don't care about this. You know? I was, like, zoning out. So, um, yeah. anyway, back to what I was talking about when I talked to Luke, and I can't remember his last name, but he's a developer of the game. Um, and I think he's been on other podcasts talking about it. Luke is a really cool guy. Like, we had some really good conversation. He has very much the best interest of the game. But... He was telling me that, so FFG is a big enough corporation where they have different sections and there's like the setup section or whatever you call it, the ones that bring the terrain and set the tables up. And it almost sounded like it was some sort of union situation where he wasn't allowed to mess with the tables they set up, Hmm. even though he's the fucking developer of the game and shit. I know they did later, but they only could do it. They could take from tables that weren't being used. And they tried to add the terrain. But even then, it still wasn't good because it was just large pieces of terrain. Like, there was nothing for your infantry to get behind and shoot. Like, there was no barricade-type cover for most of the tables. A couple tables, there were some, but it was still super sparse. Like, there was just huge open areas, you know? Yeah. And, And you know... It clearly favored, like, long-range-type lists. Yeah. And, like, you know, heavy vehicle lists that had armor and stuff. Yes. That's but, what it seemed to be. I didn't do that well, but it, from listening to everybody else, it seemed like people who had ATSTs or ATRTs with like the laser cannons were just tearing people apart. Yeah, and well, the thing is, when you have barricades, those it's it, it's such a different game. Like the ATRTs with laser cannons aren't that good when there's barricades because you can never push hit through on the infantry because you don't get enough to get past the heavy cover. Right. But right. take it away, and all of a sudden, ATRTs with laser cannons are awesome. But that's the way that's the way game's supposed to be. And like, honestly, like that's how combat is. It's like fire, cover, concealment, moving. And like, you move from cover to cover. You move from concealment to concealment, and then you shoot and you move and you go from cover to cover as you advance on your advance on the enemy to try to, to try to ferret them out. Right, right. Like you don't just charge across an open like not. That's not how modern combat works anymore. You don't charge across a fucking open field, like. Yeah, because we saw what happens to, when you do that in World War One. Yeah, there was a reason yeah. there was huge fucking trenches. And yeah, like, people lived underground because when you went above ground, everybody died. And right. millions and millions of casualties. Yeah, and that's why like the nineteen eighteen like fucking late nineteen eighteen offensive, especially when we showed up, the Americans like we were getting slaughtered in droves because it's like almost everybody forgot like. That's why we went underground to begin with, because it's because you're just losing tons of people charging across open fields with machine guns and artillery. Right. So like Legion kind of you know emulates that a little bit, in that like terrain and cover are super important. You move from cover to cover. Well, if you have a large infantry contingent, 
there's no cover to cover to move to. You're just kind of standing out in the open and just leapfrogging across the field and like, I don't know. And you're getting lit up. You're getting the, you're getting the fucking lit up, you know? So, yeah. Whatever. Was, I just feel like it would have been, it was such an easy problem to fix. Like, well, I mean, th- how many of those Legion players do you think had at least four or eight barricades with them? Like, I know I brought mine point. just thinking maybe that's how it was going to be run because nobody really yeah. knew how it was going to go. So I brought all my barricades with me. Yeah, but at least like, one full set. I had that's 16 barricades with me just so in case we could have a full table. Yeah. But like every single person that owns Legion has at least four barricades. The core well, set has at least, comes has at least eight. eight. Well, if you split a core set with somebody and didn't get a second one, you may only have four. Okay. Like, if, you're, if you're that weirdo, sure. Yeah. Right. But, like, I mean, and it's not unreasonable for them to expect you to have all of the contents of one core set. Right. You know, they, they do for yeah. everything else, you know? And uh, I ta- and I talked to That Luke could be considered that. a component of the game. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and it really should be, like, I honestly think barricades should be placed after you know where what the objective is where you're going like almost like obstacles are in armada like it should be placed afterwards like two you know four to six or whatever per player so you could that would be part of this you know planning your strategy ahead of time is placing your barricades so i wouldn't hate that and honestly that's kind of last couple times i played because i've played legion since um that's how i've started playing because i talked to luke again the guy edie eddie luke eddie it's either Eddie or Edie. He's the develop. He's the co-developer of the game. Anyways, great guy. I can't say enough good things about him. Um, and I said to him, like, why can't we just set up barricades? Like I said to him, like, can we just start setting up bar- like once you get to a table, like throw barricades out? And again, he brought up like, you know, the the table setting up union won't allow that sort of thing. I mean, that's just so insane. I thought it was crazy too, but it's a you know FFG still is like a a corporation, even though they're like yeah. a smaller one. It still it still has that like you know it's it's a very like in Michigan you grew up knowing about unions very much, especially with the auto industry, and it's it was like almost like a union mentality. Yeah, like, yeah. like if if I'm out in this area, you don't do it, and you don't touch my shit because that's my section. You know, yeah, and it's so, just oh. which is fine. I know he did. I know they did what they could. And he recognized it was a problem as well. And it was funny. So Nova was Nova Open was, which was another maximum qualifier. Was what two weeks afterwards or something like that? Maybe a whole month. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. he was saying that like we're gonna have to do this all over again at Nova. Like he he knew there was not gonna be any changes made between then and Nova. And then I saw the boards and everybody like lo- bitching and losing their minds at Nova as well. So yeah, the exact same thing. I mean, like. Yeah. How do you do something, know it's a problem, and do nothing about it? It's not that he didn't want to do anything about it. It was almost like his hands were tied. It yeah, I know, but that just seems crazy. I agree. I agree. So um, to, to me, I'll try to wrap up my bashing because I still like Legion very much, and I think it's a very good game. Um, yeah. It's, it was a bit of a black eye. It was a, it was a bit of a black mark for FFG to show up to a major event like that with the Legion, with the terrain tables that they did because they were, they were just kind of – embarrassing might be too strong of a word but it was borderline embarrassing slash like it was just bad and it just was is, and people need to accept that fact like you, you can bash it and say it was shit and still like the game it doesn't mean like it's going to degrade the state of legion at all what happens is when you, no. when you voice your displeasure like this and make it known which it should have been obvious to begin with Hopefully that generates change, and now FFG is like, all right, we need to reevaluate what we're doing at these major tournaments 
and bring real terrain, bring like what we're, what we ourselves put into the game rules and said terrain is supposed to be, which is a quarter of the table, which of varying types of terrain, which was not what they brought at all. And I actually thought the tables looked good. Like they did, like they did a nice job, like picking different themes for different boards and yes, they looked really cool. And had they just like put barricades on them, like out of the damn corset, unpainted, like it would have totally fixed the problem. Legion is still a very good game. I just want to see, and I'm, I'm, I would, I have confidence or hope, more accurate, that FFG sees it and they're going to fix this, and they're not going to show up at another major tournament with tables like that. And yes, the themes were good, and you were saying that like adding barricades would have totally fixed it. I don't agree with that. Like it would have made it much better, but it still wouldn't have fixed it. It still would not have been even close to a quarter of the table oh, okay. worth of terrain. Because that's what you're supposed to have, a quarter of a table worth of terrain. Yeah. Like Even with their large pieces of terrain, it still wasn't a quarter of the table. Okay, well then, yeah, I mean, I didn't play. So. Some of them were way less. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Like My first table, it was like a... I took a picture of it, and um, I don't know. I don't even want to reopen that can of worms. I'm not going to post it to our Facebook page, but it was just so sparse. Like I look at it now, and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, Anyways, so enough bitching about that. Um, I still ended up having a good time just because the people I played were cool. Uh, for the yeah, they they were cool. Even the guy I played in the second round was like, I could tell he was like he really wanted to win. Like, and I don't think he's. I think he's one of those guys who's either never lost a game of Legion or like always beats up on people he plays. And our game could have gone either way. Like it was, it was one of those dice where it was just Legion dice rolls. You know what I mean? Like the tactics yeah. were good on both sides. Like my roles just didn't come back around or at the right time as, as his did. Like I missed out on like one batch of roles or whatever. And I think and, that's where Legion's at its best is when that's how the game goes. Yeah. The only issue is, is if, is if the ab- roles start averaging back out and they start going either in your favor or at least averaging out if it's too late. So like if it's too late in the game when they finally start coming back around, then you're fucked. Like yeah. you kind of need them to happen all at the same time as the other guy. But anyway, so that's kind of what happened in our game, I guess. But anyway, so I, I, I won my first game. I lost my second game. Um, I don't remember his name. I, I don't know. Um, I, think, I think he went on to win one of the other days or something like that, but I'm not sure. Um, and then the third round, I played the dude that was high out of his fucking mind. <laughs> and like, I don't remember his name. And even if I did, dude. I don't think I'd want to out him. I wouldn't say his name right now. So, <laughs> yeah. But it was still like I... It was, he was cool. Like I, I didn't give a shit at that point. Like I, my brain was already like off to go play Game of Thrones, anyways. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but that, anyway, that was my day. That was my Legion experience. It was still good. And, like it was cool talking to Luke and Jeremiah. The the judge came over. He was a really cool, dude. We talked to him a yeah. lot. So, um, but Matt, you only played like two games, right? Didn't you cut yeah, early? I, I yeah, I dropped after two. It was just I had okay. So what I had, I had Veers. I had two ATSTs. Um, one was the full Weiss party wagon with Weiss and all three weapon attachments. Yeah. The other one had um, what was it? Mortars and the side blaster. Mm-hmm. And then I had a snowtrooper and three stormtroopers. Okay. Something like it was something like that. It's been I don't even remember. I don't think I have the list either, yeah. Just generalizing is fine. Yeah. Um, I ended up, uh, I 
went 0-2. I lost both my games. I didn't have a good weekend tournament-wise <laughs> between that and how Armada went, but uh, I still had right. fun. It was just I wasn't having enough fun during the Legion tournament where I was going to stick around and play for one or two more rounds even. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I didn't help was, back being like, this doesn't uh, look fun. I can tell you how cool it is in the exhibit hall. <laughs> <laughs> Although, this is, I'm going to get it, get it when we talk about Song of Ice and Fire a little bit, I'm going to get into there too. It's, it's going to kind of tie together a little. But when we were, Legion is still so new. I mean, Bill, when did when you when like you and Dane, you guys started playing Armada, there were still like variations in lists, right? Like it wasn't everyone just playing like one list. Yes, but I, when I started playing Armada, it was. You, it yeah, was you were a little later off. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I when I started playing competitive, when I started playing Armada competitively right after Waves three, four, they came out the same day, I think. Um, that was right after that happened is when I started playing. Um, and Armada has a lot more variance with, because, you know, you can have, you know, four different ships and make 50 lists out of them, you know, because there's a lot more, a lot more upgrade dependent and there's a lot of upgrades. Whereas I feel like Legion, all the units are a lot, you don't, the the upgrades don't define your list in Legion. It felt like, like so there were like 20 people, and it really felt like everyone either had Veer's triple speeder bike, or it was Luke Leia with like two ATRTs and then Trooper Spam. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It just, it, it, Legion is still too new at this point. There's not enough out yet where we can really start to see a variety of lists. Like Gen Con next year, play in Legion. I think will probably be amazing. I think yeah. it'll be much better. And to shed a little light on that, when I was talking to Luke, he had almost kind of said the same thing, not not necessarily along those lines, but he was saying, like, the game's not really complete. And I think he might have said it on some podcast or something, too, but he was t- I was talking to him about it. And he was saying, like, the game's not going to really feel complete, like a full game, until after Wave 3. And he said, like, Wave 3, and I'm like, I didn't know there was user in Waves. But I think he means like after the emplacements come out, after the melee troops come out, more commanders. Like it sounds like even to him, he's like this game is not even like going to feel like a complete game until like late spring next year. Yeah, and that's about the same time that happened with Armada too. If you think about it, I mean, the first Gen Con for Armada, and I wasn't playing competitively, but I was still paying attention. Yeah, it was three hundred um, points. Yeah, it was three hundred points, and there was you know it was that was the Gen Con special where that came from with the like a victory and like three glads or something and you know that ended up losing out to to a fighter list at worlds but you know the game at that point there wasn't a ton of variety just because like there wasn't that many different things i mean there was only what yeah four ships five ships total something like that i don't don't know and i wasn't playing yet then or defense i wasn't aware I i mean armada wasn't complete until at the very least, it wasn't complete until Wave Two, when this, when the Imperial Star Destroyer and the MCA Home One came out. Right, and yes. I don't remember whether the fighters were in that wave or Wave One. I think they were Wave One, but 
at that point, Armada felt like a full game. Right. And, and, and Legion is somewhere in there, too. Yeah. Legion's kind of like in the same growing pain. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet once you get that, that third wave, I think what he's talking about, you know, the first wave being Veers and Leia and then the associated troopers, second wave being Han and Boba and their guys, and the third yeah. one being the Emperor. And we haven't seen the Rebel equivalent yet, right? It'll be Chewy. Oh, it's Chewy. That's right. And Chewy. Um, and then they're, you know, associated guys. That's probably, and then the emplacements. That's, I bet, is, that's the, because I feel like when they originally designed these games, right, they they go and build, figure out a bunch of expansions ahead of time. And I feel like that's where they stopped with the initial development. And like with Armada, it's definitely after the Imperial Star Destroyer. Because there's no way you sit down to make Armada without planning the Imperial Star Destroyer. Right. And I don't think you make Legion without planning for the Emperor and for the Royal Guards and for Wookiees. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And then they start brainstorming what they want to do. Yeah, then they start getting creative. Yeah. But, and you know, they're going to new factions and stuff with Legion, which I actually think is cool for Legion. I think that the different factions for for Legion will really work where it, it, I don't think it would in Armada doing like the different eras. Well, yeah, during Gen Con, they announced that they were going to do Clone Wars for Legion. Yeah, and I think they all, didn't they also announce they're doing like Resistance and First Order? Or did they, did we just assume that? That could just be for X-Wing. Oh, you're right. I think that is just for X-Wing. Yeah. Because no, they kind of already had some of them and they said they're going to break them out. But the, yeah. the big thing was just Clone Wars is coming out for X-Wing and Legion. Yes. Yeah, right. And I think Clone Wars specifically will do really well with Legion. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually almost feel like that might even will be better for Legion than Galactic Civil War. Just because there's a lot of different stuff you see in the movies and in the show. Where Yeah, and according to the Star Wars canon or whatever, like the Clone Wars had massive land battles and stuff like that. Like, apparently, right. you don't really hear about that in the Galactic Civil War so much. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you think about it, in, the, in, in the actual movies, there's two Imperial ground units, or maybe a third, and, like, there aren't really any rebel troops. There's, like, commandos and Marines that are, like, you know, just guards on tan, on the Tanev Four. Like, that's that's it. Yeah, you don't see any, like, large-scale ground fights. Yeah, I mean, you don't even really see, like, infantry, like, at all. Yeah, like, the closest really. thing is, like, a commando team of, like, eight guys in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think, yeah, I think Clone Wars will be, be, you know, large ground, you know, you have all these different clone troopers, and, and I think that'll be really cool. It'll be great to see it. The one thing I'm really hoping for when that comes out is that they have single faction starters? I imagine. Oh, they probably won't, will they? The other thing, though, too, is they need to be able to release enough units where you can have like multiple eight hundred point armies basically ready to go day one. Yeah, because they, they're going to need to be able to catch they need up. To catch the other. up. Yeah. yeah, the other option would be to. You know, either temporarily or permanently, allow you to use clone units in imperial armies and droid units in rebel armies. 
that would fix that. It's possible. I don't know if you want to start getting into that. Yeah, I mean, start it would just be a taking, way to taking those steps. It would be a way to to have these two new factions being built without having to release a ton of stuff at once to make them competitive right away. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, so that's the Legion stuff. This was supposed to be a short episode. I feel like it's yeah. going to go long. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all right. So the last thing we want to talk about was, and it's the new hotness for us anyway, and it seems like a lot of people across the country get into it, is mm-hmm. the new game Song of Ice and Fire by Simon or Kaman. I don't even know how to, cool mini or not is what it's yeah. for. Yes, we are playing non-FFG games. Shut yeah, up. it's crazy. Yeah, we're branching <laughs> out. Um, so that's the new hotness. And there was a tournament, like a, you know, like a beginner's tournament or whatever at Gen Con that the three of us played in Mm -hmm. and it was really good time. Like, this is a really good game. If you guys are looking to get into anything, like this is what Rune Wars should have been. Yeah. Um, they did it right. The IP is excellent. Game of Thrones is sweet. The minis are amazing. Like they look awesome. Um, and the gameplay mechanics are very good. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's simple, but it's like very streamlined. It's not hard to pick up and play. It's very, the rules are very elegant. They they, they manage to do a lot of things without being complicated, which is something that FFG is normally very good at, Uh particularly on the board games. Um, And uh, yeah, Song of Ice and Fire is like that. Yeah, and if you're into like medieval combat, it's it's like combat. It's like trays. So you got trays on a field, and you're moving troops across. And as you lose guys, you take, you know, you take your minis off the trays to signify like hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, it's it's a different style of game. It's a different style of combat. It's not like Legion at all. It's not like Armada at all. Well, like it I mean, it is scratches. not like Wars if you played that. What Rune Wars? Yeah, I mean it's in that same. Oh yes, it's exactly it's yeah. it's that type of game. So my point is like if you got an itch for a different type of thing, like it, it definitely scratches like a different itch. Like you don't feel like, you know, you're doubling up on your Armada, you're doubling up on your like Legion. It's a very much different style in games. Yeah. And it's a style that I think I was really waiting for. I mean, I, that's why I bought into Rune Wars because I wanted to get into that, like, you know, blocks of, con- you know, and trying to flank each other and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, you know, swinging cavalry in from the wings and, I yeah. feel like all like the cool stuff that I read about like ancient battles, I can like actually apply <laughs> uh-huh. in this game, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. yeah, and it's got so you got the sh- troops on the field, but you also have this side thing, which is the um, oh fuck, what's it called? Tactics, uh, board. tactics board. Tactics board, which actually makes this game like it's. It really does. At first, I thought it was like kind of a weird, kind of dumb concept, but once after playing with it once. It immediately was such a great idea. Yeah, yeah it really it's, adds a huge great. wrinkle in the game. It's it's a, it total it changes your tactics. Like to me, like the tactics board at some points in the game become more important than the actual battle on the battlefield does. Yeah, because it affects it so drastically. Oh, definitely. And the game isn't just like a heads up, like smashing to each other type game. It's not like it's it's more like Armada where it's very objective based. Mm-hmm. They have five different game modes out right now, and you choose from them. And like it, a lot of them, it, they're very objective based. So like it's, it, you get a lot of variety and a lot of different flavors. And, and the one thing I like about it is all the objectives are designed around getting you in 
engaged and battling each other. Yeah, but still, you have to focus on the objective because if you don't, it's not you'll you'll end up losing. Yeah, There's more what I'm getting at is that all the objectives tend to lead to fun games. Yes. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Ramada has some that you know some objectives like I don't know what's a good example, but like Ethernet, Ethernet, you know, kind of like, like what I'm objectives. <laughs> You know, or where you just kind of run away and it's not very fun. Yeah. And uh, this doesn't, this does not lead to that. It's kind of like Legion where you, you want to play the objective and all your games end up being just like really close because you start to focus on the objective and realize you don't need to kill people. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes down to the, well, oftentimes comes down to the wire, not always, but you, yeah, you no. don't know who's going to win. Yeah, most Song of Ice and Fires I've played so far, uh, games I've played so far, like it's been, yeah, it's been close. Like I didn't, you weren't sure you're going to win until you win type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least there's like a turning point. Sometimes, you know, I, I've had a couple games where it, that's kind of happened in like four, in round four or five, where it's like, all right, this game's over now. But yeah, uh, so that's a great one. I can, it's a great if, game. If it, looking into something, I would definitely, I can't. I can't possibly recommend it more. Yeah, I mean, do we want to get into like how it plays at all? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just uh, so, just kind of quickly, you know, every every t- round you take a turn. Uh, who is who goes first? That in that round alternates. So you know, one round one round I'll go first, and the next round my opponent will. Um, and then you can choose to activate a unit, and each unit can do one thing. So there's like a whole list of actions. They have like a little card that it comes with, tells you what they are. You know, you can move. You can March, which is like a double move, uh, and, and it's it's real loose about letting you pivot and stuff before and after a lot of your moves. Yeah, you can pivot um, 360 degrees. Yeah, which was something that at first I didn't like because I thought it would like really take away a lot of the strategy from having to plan where you're going to be. Um, you know, like in Armada, where you know you, you're always having to worry about where you're facing, so you can end up getting in there, you know, where you need to be. And in Rune Wars, is very similar in that aspect. Um, and this game kind of takes that away because you can just pivot freely. Um, but your positioning is still incredibly important and it's all very strategic still. Um, or you can, you know, you can also charge, um, which obviously lets you move and then attack somebody, um, or you can attack or you can retreat. And that's like kind of it. Um, there might be one more I'm missing, but, uh, and then, you know, so you do one thing, it's not like, you know, you're doing a move and then an attack and then it's, you know, all these, all these other actions you could maybe take. There's not really a lot of that. Um, each unit can only have up to one upgrade as an attachment. A figure for each attachment goes in the, in the tray. So every upgrade has like an actual physical piece that you put on the board, which I think is really cool. And the upgrades yeah. are very minimal. Like it's like one upgrade per unit type thing. Like there's not right. a big list of upgrades you got to keep track of or do stuff with. Yeah. And I also get the sense, I mean, depending on what you know, you're trying to do with your list, there's a lot of lists where having units that don't have upgrades is totally fine. I think. Yeah, no, they are. Oh, yeah. Um, and because upgrades are kind of expensive um, in relation to what units cost. Um, and that is one thing that I think is going to run into a problem with this game. I hope it doesn't. Is that there's just not enough resolution with the points. So, like, a, a full-size game is only 50 points. So a single unit is only, you know, maybe four points, um, which I, it just makes a concern for me because, like, 
you know, the difference between four and five points is a lot because of the, the small resolution. So, you know, if something's a three-point upgrade or a three-point unit or, or upgrade versus a four-point, four points needs to be significantly better. And when you're, you know, writing out abilities, I, I just feel like going forward, it could come into an issue where there's going to be a lot of upgrades that are a little under-costed and a lot of upgrades that are a little over-costed. Um, creating, like, a, a bunch of upgrades that are garbage, sort of like a point defense reroute. Um, you know, then other ones which are like awesome, like say a turbo laser reroute circuits. Um, and that happens in any game, but because of the low resolution, I think it could become a problem. Yeah, it might, it might, we'll see. Um, so we'll see. I don't but think it's an issue right now at all. It's definitely not an issue right now at all. Yeah. So, and I could be totally wrong about that too. So <laughs> right as the game stands and I really shouldn't judge them on things I think might happen. Um, right. Yeah, there's only two factions out right now. Cool your boots there. Yeah. Well, there is. I mean, the the Night's Watch is coming out pretty soon if it's not out already. But um, it, it's Night's it's a Watch. Really Night's game. Watch comes out at the end of November. Uh, and uh, continuing our, my my kind of uh, instruction on how the game goes. The other thing I didn't mention is how the NCUs work. So on your turn, instead of activating a unit, you could activate an NCU or a non-combat unit and place them on the tactics board. And then it allows you to do the ability of whatever zone you place them in. And these are like really powerful abilities. Like one of them is do an attack with any unit. So you could use a unit that maybe you just charged with and have them hit again. <clears throat> and it allows you to really like put focus on certain areas of the battlefield that, you know, maybe allow a unit to kind of punch above its weight class, or maybe somebody's outnumbered, but you can still win because you're using you're getting additional turns essentially with them. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Um, and then there's the tactics cards, which tie in all of everything. And it, it's, uh, it, it's really, uh, it's really a well-designed game, I think. And it's fun. Yep. The two main factions out are Stark and Lannister right now. There's actually third faction. There's a neutral faction, which is right now just Boltons, but you can do a whole house Bolton list, which I'm definitely going to do. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's pretty cool, and like each faction has its like own theme. Like Starks are very good at attacking. Um, Lannisters are, are pretty good at defense, but more good at like using the tactics board and like fucking with you and fucking with your like what you're trying to get done with through their cards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and the Boltons are more the Boltons are more about like trying to spread panic and shit, and like because they're you know heinous motherfuckers. Right. And the next faction <laughs> coming out. Are like uh, it's the Night Watch, Night's Watch, and the Wildlings, and like yeah. they're you could tell like as long as this game stays healthy, which as of right now it looks like it's doing really well, and it, it should continue. Like there's going to be every major faction. Like within the factions, there's like the subhouses. Like it's it's pretty detailed in that. Like there's a bunch of House Umber. Like if you're familiar with Game of Thrones stuff at all, like their you know their liege lord is Stark, but you can create an entire army of House Umbers under the Stark banner or Tullys. Yeah. Um, and there's, and there's the others that are still coming out, too. Same with the Lannisters. There's House Clegane. You got the mountain and stuff. So mm -hmm. It's really neat. Yeah. So if that's something... It's a very, very good game. Yeah, wow. if that's something you're into, is just like... Like, if you want to run an army of fucking just Baratheons, that's eventually going to be coming out, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's so much to mine for, like, units in this game, in this universe. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll have endless amounts of things to add. Yeah. Um, 
and they, the game plays you know it's really it's really quick easy i mean it's not super super quick game but it's a lot faster than than like an armada or an allegiant is well yeah definitely yeah and yeah, uh, we were playing it was like hour hour and a half maybe yeah and we're still like really new at the game i mean like I didn't get down to two hours for Armada games until I probably played thirty or forty of them, and yeah. I'm not, you know, we're, we're my, my point is we're going to still get a lot faster at Game of Thrones at Song of Ice and Fire than we are now. Yeah, yeah, and games only take like an hour, hour and a half. So yeah, and it's uh, it's a really you know quick, tight, fun game. Um, I I really really like it. Uh, the, the factions really feel different. Um, they have their own unique flair, and they can. But you and you can. But there's still a lot of flexibility where you can build different types of lists. That with what initially has come out, and unlike a lot of FFG stuff, I will say this: like if you buy the core set, starter set right now, just Starks and Lannisters, you could have a competitive army ready to go like right away. Like, and you could build up to fifty points if you wanted to. I think you need a second one to get fifty points. To fifty, like yeah. technically, no, you don't. Like, there's enough to make a fifty, but like to make a varied list, yeah, you're right. You'd want to buy two core sets, yeah. but you could. It looks like what the standard will probably be is forty points. Yeah, um, I think so. for tournaments, and you could definitely put together a variation of forty point lists just by buying the core set. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, there's a lot in that core set, really more than I think you get in it's, most it's core great, sets. Yeah, especially really, and then the. Uh, the first expansions are going to start coming out for it like this month or next month. Mm-hmm. And even just like, if you get like a leader box, it'll have like two new commanders and like a couple new attachments. Just the fact of having a new commander in there opens up the possibilities for your lists immensely. Oh, yeah. yeah. New commanders come with new tactics cards and all, and all that. So um, there's just... The other nice thing that I, I really appreciate is... None of the units that come in the core set, the separate expansions for those units, don't include anything that's not in the core set. Yeah. So, and that might be kind of confusing the way I said that. But, like, like I have the core set, so I've got – I bought two core sets. So I've got four Stark Sworn Swords and four Lannister Guardsmen. Um, if this were an FFG game, I'd still have to buy the Sworn Sword expansion – to get the cards that come in there that aren't in the core set. Yep. Like the rebel troopers for your impact grenades. Exactly. <laughs> um, or your the VSD for Mahdi, because no one's using that second VSD. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. But. Yeah. No, Simon, Simon did a great job with that. Like, if you don't want something, you don't need to buy it. Like, you don't need to go get other shit. Yeah, and the core set, obviously, is a really good value for the amount of units you get. Um, and unlike FFG games, I feel like it's been a while since FFG game or FFG has released a core set that feels like a complete game. Like you can't buy a Legion box and have a game of Legion that feels like what a real Legion game is. No, not even close. And Armada is not even is even further away. So is X. Yeah. Um, in most of those games, like you got to buy two, and you don't have to buy two with this game. You can buy one box and play just with the units in there, make a bunch of different lists, and have a good time with it. If you're just going to be casual, like at home, mm-hmm. just buy a core set. You can play it. You'll be able to play with it for a while. Yeah, for sure. Fun, 
meaningful games that like don't feel hollow or repetitive. Right. Yeah, so sure. I, I, I can't say enough about this game. I mean, if you, you, you know, if you, this sounds like the kind of itch you want to scratch, buy it. It's, it's good. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So that's we didn't uh, actually talk about the tournament at all. Oh, right. We didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the tournament was a really good time. Uh, the only note I got I can make about the tournament was um, I won two out of, we played three games. I won two out of my three games. And you would move from table to table and like play different lists and factions. It was all completely set up beforehand. You yeah. didn't bring your own stuff because the game wasn't like really hardly out at all by that point. It was released at Gen Con unless you got it on Kickstarter. Right. And I was a Kickstarter guy. I'm the only one that did Kickstarter. Yeah. So I got a bunch of extra shit too. Like the Kickstarter was awesome. Like I yeah, got, I wish like, the hand of the king. Yeah, the hand of the king. Like I got the mountain that rides and all sorts of stuff. Like awesome units. But also a, a, te- a good kudos to Simon is like when they do tournaments. If if because there's Simon does like a ton of Kickstarter stuff. That's how they get their shit made. Yeah. Which local stores hate it, but whatever. Yeah, um, that's gonna become an issue, I think, with them. Um, they things that were in the Kickstarter are not gonna be tournament legal until they're available to the public. Cause there's some very strong units in the Kickstarter um, that I think might be unbalanced. If you can't counter them with another Kickstarter hand of the King pledge. Right. So it's very cool that they're like, well, you just can't use those in tournaments. You can only use what's been available to the regular public. Yeah. And, and that's good. Thing... Oh, sorry. Finish. Sorry. And that's good. So, yeah. and then with the, um, at the tournament there. So we were just jumping around from table to table. My only, Thing of you know, before you finish to finish to comment on what you were saying before, yeah. Um, the other thing is, there's nothing in the Kickstarter that isn't going to be released. So there's not like units that you missed out on that you're never going to get. There are some alternate sculpts, but there's no rules that you that they'll have access to that you won't. Yeah, I'll just be able to bring my alternate sculpt of like the Great John. And right. Look at see 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 how much better I am than you. Ooh. And that's about it. But he's like the abilities. None of the nothing else changes. It doesn't change the way the game plays at all, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I've noted at the tournament was uh, my second round. I played a guy who was like mid to late forties, and I think he felt like he was winning most of the time. And then when he realized he was about to lose, he had like a full fucking tantrum. Like oh wow! He, he threw his cards. I, I haven't had this happen to me yet. Like most people don't try to pull that shit with me, but he fucking, he threw his cards. And he's like, God damn it. Fuck. And he like tantrums, like a full blown tantrum. And I'm just, I looked at it. I was so taken aback. I just like stared at him for a few minutes or seconds. And then, and then I'm like, are you going to be okay guy? And then like, I think that like snapped him out of it or something. Cause then he like was ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he apologized, and then he just kind of he seemed to feel bad for the rest of the game, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like he's like, "Sorry, I'm just competitive," and I'm like, "That's not an excuse." <laughs> what, what What do you mean you're competitive? And then I start railing, and then he's like, "Okay, you know, I'm I'm sorry." I, I, and then he, then he clearly felt like shit afterwards. Yeah, but like it was a weird thing to see like a grown like a mid somebody in their mid forties like tantrum like that. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Over yeah, a game I, that just came out, that it's not like he was could have been possibly very good at it. Not, you know, yeah, well, nobody's good at it. Nobody's good, at it. Nobody's good mean, at it. Yeah, like it just came it out. Tournament, like I mean, most people there, I would assume, had never played before. Yeah, like and the only reason I had because I was a Kickstarter, and that was right? Good. And 
I wanted to check it out and I really liked it. So I ended up buying two corsets <laughs> the next, you know, later that day or the next day or whatever it was. But, yeah. um, and yeah, my, my, my three opponents, my first two opponents were both super cool dudes. I, I won my first game. It was, it was fun. Second game. I, I didn't get my ass kicked, but I got beat pretty good. And I, the other guy I was playing seemed like he really knew a lot about the game. Um, and it was like, you know, trying to help me out. He's a really cool guy. Um, and, and kind of learned, you know, taught me that like, if you're not using your tactics cards, like every round, you need to get rid of them and get new ones. Cause if yeah. you're not using your tactics cards, you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and so that once I figured that out, then I went and played my third game and whatever the objective was, I was able to like, just really take advantage of it. And I kind of kicked his ass. I, I mean, I had so many objective points so early. And we didn't finish the game even. We ran the time, but I was up like 10 objective points. I think I had like 13 and he had like three. Oh, and wow. it was the exact same thing that happened to me in the previous game. I was using all my tactics cards and he wasn't using any. And uh, he, was, he, he actually got kind of butthurt about it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it was fine. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it at all, especially I mean, in the game. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, I just learned about this a game ago. Like, <laughs> you know, now I'm teaching you. <laughs> right. One of, the, one of the things I liked about it, because the uh, the guy running it was one of the designers. One of, one of the two designers, it was uh, Mike yeah, Michael. Michael. Yeah. yeah. And he's been was, cool supporting this game. I mean, oh, yeah. He was all he over was their Facebook. Super into it. Yeah, Super I mean, friendly. it was great. I loved it. It was one point I called him over. Was I had a question? I was like, "I want to make sure I'm doing this right." And I, I explained it out to him, and I just kind of saw his eyes light up. He's like, "Yes, you get it. I got another." <laughs> <one."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a really cool dude. You can tell he's just like a gamer who just like really wanted to play this game, so he found somebody to let him make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that, and he does his own podcast. It's called, um, I think it's just called Song. Just search Michael Chanel Song Chat. That's right, Michael Chanel Song Chat, and you'll find it out there. And he he really goes through like list building and stuff. Yeah, because that's another part of this game. Like, especially if you like Legion or Armada, where there's a lot of theory crafting and list building. Like, there's it's already very a deep pool of list building you can do with a song of ice and fire yeah for sure yeah i mean because you know with all those kickstarter units there's there's quite a few units out really um there's a lot this game came out with a lot of stuff right away yeah yeah i mean this is kind of that whole like first group of stuff that we were talking about with legion and armada i mean you just in this game it came out all at once if you did the kickstarter yeah pretty much yep and then the rest was coming out like next week or something like that. Like the Soon. core sets came out at the beginning of the month. Then like a ton of expansion boxes are coming out in the next week or two. And then mm-hmm. whole new, you know, end of November, you're getting a whole new. And that's the cool thing too. So like if you don't want to play Stark or Lannister or even neutral or anything, you don't have to. Because when the new factions come out, they're their own like starter set unto themselves. So if you want to get into like DZ's going to do um, local guy here who plays stuff. Easy. He's gonna get um, Night's Watch, and you yeah. just you just play Night's Watch. You don't have to buy any of the Lannister Stark shit. Yeah, and it seems like the way this game is set up, you're not gonna have to. And like, I, no. I feel like 
they, they're setting this game up in like a really, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like, like, like you can kind of get whatever you feel like you want and still be competitive. It's like an a la carte type game. Yeah. yeah. Like, whereas like, I feel like most FFG games and I feel like this is part of their business plan specifically is they want you to buy at least one of everything. Yes. And I don't feel that way with this game at all. I think they, they, they expect you to buy some of, of what one or two things and, but they still want you to be able to do whatever you want. Yep. Part Which, of that though, could be just the fact that there's going to be so many factions once this thing is all said and done, that there's no way that they are going to be able to like, this isn't, this isn't 40 K. They can't juice you for that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, hey, you got to buy eight factions worth of shit. <laughs> eight starter stats. And yeah, they yeah. Can't. yeah, that's not going to fly. That's, that's getting a little greedy. <laughs> um, the flip side of that, though, is it may, you know, I wonder if it's going to end up being like a thing where 90% of people are playing Starks and Lannisters two years from now still. You know, yeah, because they got in early and they're like, "Well, I don't want to spend more money," and they don't like get the expansion. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I, I might do that. I mean, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm planning on going Stark and Lannister for like a little while. I don't think I'm going to get any of the Night's Watch stuff. You know what? I'm the same so, way. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to buy Night's Watch and Wildlings either. Not right. Not right off anyway. Because they're also not like I feel like they're my least favorite two factions. Also, so yeah i'd rather like do war of the five kings stuff like you know, yeah i'd rather have like a Greyjoy army or whatever like because already right now you can do bolton uh, armies unto themselves and they're a neutral faction bolton so like you can include bolton units with your starks and lannisters now anyways but the boltons can be their own army starks can be their own army lannisters can be their own army and, yeah like, i imagine that what everything i own right now because i also bought like two starter sets yeah. along with the hand of the king pledge <laughs> and then i'm getting like a bunch of bolton cutthroats here so i can have a bolton only army like at the end within the next two weeks i'll be able to field three full armies up to 50 points or even more if i want probably quite with, a tons of, with tons of variations in them and i don't know if i need to buy anything else you don't. I mean, you don't need to buy anything else. No, but the problem is, is I, I'm a, I'm a completionist and I'm a collector. So like, I'm gonna end up buying yeah. other factions, even though I, I never, I to, to play this game and continue to play it, I actually will never need to if I don't want to. No. Yeah, which is cool. If you, although I mean, I'm always gonna be wanting to buy stuff too. So um, that's how I get you. I, yeah, it, it you know what? If I'm having fun with it and enjoying the game, I have no problem with it. Yeah, same here. Like I, I'll, I'm fine. I'll buy more stuff. You know, you guys made this game. I'll pay you for it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, like I, I'm excited to get like a Martell army. I really like the Martells and Dorn and like everything in the books. I think it's like, a really cool area and like I bet they'll have really cool units. That oh, in, Dorn is infinitely better in the books than it was in the, the show. They, I feel like they messed it up in the show and they're just like, "Fuck it, we're flushing Dorn." I think that's exactly what we are like, Well, we kind of fucked it up and we're running out of time. Fuck Dorn. Because I feel like there's a whole story in the books that they're just ignoring in the show. Well, no, there is. I mean, there's they're a huge clearly, part of Dorn they're, they're ignoring in the Martells. Yeah, and there's a lot of really cool stuff there, and I really like it in the books. And, and, and I'm, like, not, a, and I'm I, not a book guy either. Like, I don't blame them for doing it. Like, you only have so much time with the TV show. I'm fine with it. But the point yeah. is, like, if you like Dorn, 
if you're into that, like the books is where you go for info and stuff on Dorn. It's not the TV show. No. Although, like, even the Red Viper, the TV show, was awesome. He was, yeah. And, like, Oberon was cool. Came on the table. You know, he's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. We'll start Uh, seeing, like, poison effects and stuff, too, I'll bet. Yeah, probably. Like, damage over time stuff. Yeah, Yeah, but that'll be, like, a big Dorn thing is they'll have tactics cards that let you, like, poison people and, and, you know, maybe the Red Viper or the Sand Snakes will have that sort of stuff. Yeah. It'd be cool to have something where you could, like, use one of your, like, maybe one of the, like, the Sand Snakes can, like, kill the opponent's NCU or something. It might be kind of a cool ability if they could do it somehow. So it's it's making me think of um, you guys didn't get this, and I think I don't know if I had it in Matt's game or not that we played, but in the Kickstarter, there's a Jamie Lannister version that's Jamie Lannister venge- yeah. vengeful captive, and it's cool. What you do is you take oh, yeah. you take the Jamie Lannister, um, you know, uh, mini, and you put it. You choose your one opponent's unit and you put it in his tray. And what he does every turn, he like kills people off in that unit. Well, he doesn't necessarily kill them off, he just gives you hits. You roll a D3 plus one, I think, hits, and then you have to roll defense dice. And he's like constantly like killing people in your unit. And then once you that unit is totally gone, you know, theoretically, Jamie's like been freed. And you in that unit, when they die, is worth an extra point instead of just the one point that they're worth. Hmm. So like, that's a very interesting, like mechanic in the game. That, like, isn't like, you know, you don't see, you haven't seen it anywhere else yet. Yeah. That's really, it's really cool. cool the, like the mini, the thing, like it's like, it's almost like a TV show where it's like his hands cut off and it's like attached to his chest on a rope and you can t- tell he's just all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great. It's really cool. And you got to paint, paint some blood for the blood God on his face. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Well, at least on the stump and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it, it's a great game. I just I'm, I want to play it more. I want to play it right now. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't quarter to twelve at night right now, I'd probably want to. Right. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> and then tomorrow, we're a bunch of us are getting together and we're gonna play Scythe. Yes. I haven't played that yet, and I've heard it's a very good game. Lots of people like it, so we're gonna play that tomorrow. Yeah. Dive right in. I gotta, I gotta watch the fucking video on that. I still have do. <laughs> I, I have a vague idea how to play. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I haven't watched the video yet. Well, watch the video because it'll be I'm fucking watch annoying. The video. Show up tomorrow and you have no idea how to play. No, I'm like, gonna watch the video. Do I rules and shit. I am running out of time though. No, well, no. You can get a, do it tomorrow during work. Do, act yeah. like you're working. Watch the video instead. That's what I'm going to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when we get done here, I'll start watching until I fall asleep, and then I'll finish watching tomorrow or something. Sure. But uh, is there anything that, else? let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to cover with Gen Con or uh, anything else? I know I'm missing things, but I... At this, this point, this episode is getting long in the tooth. We'll that's supposed to we'll be like a little time. adjunct tiny one. but that's Yeah, and here it is, and now it's an hour. It's, I think it's longer than that, isn't it? It might be, although there's some stuff that's got to come out. Yeah, some technical yeah. glitches we got to edit out. Yeah. Sorry. Not content. Like, we obviously at this point, you guys know we don't give a fuck about what we say. We're not editing our speech at all. Like, we're just <laughs> editing like technical glitches so it doesn't sound like complete shit to you guys when you listen to it. Right. 
I also am not sure if we already talked about the Game of Thrones board game at length. I think we might have in the we last did. episode. No, we did. Oh, because then we did it again today. Oh, in the last episode? Yeah, did we talk about that in the last episode? I fucking don't know. I, I don't think I listened to the last episode yet. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> and Matt edited it. <laughs> I'll only go back and listen. We would have times... talked about it, just that it was announced. I don't think we went into it at all. Cool. A lot of times, like before we record a new episode, I'll go back and listen to the old That's when I go back and listen to the old one, mm-hmm. just to, to see what we talked about and try not to like rehash the same things. Or to remind myself, be like, oh, we talked about that and we said we were going to do it in the next episode. Things like that. That's when I'll go and like, listen to the old one. One more thing before we let everybody go, although I'm, we may cut out part of, that, part of this anyway. Um, I've, we've got the uh, – we're, we're running a, uh, a tournament here in Michigan called the Michigan GT. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm running the Armada tournament there. Um, it's uh, Saturday, October 13th uh, in, in Lansing, Michigan. Um, it's a big tournament. It's mostly for, you know, originally started as like a lot of 40K stuff. Um, there is a Legion tournament there. It's a maximum uh, but, firepower event. Yep. It is a maximum firepower qualifier or event or whatever it's called. Um, and our, our buddy Diaz will be doing the uh, TO there. There's also X Wing. Uh, Wait, of, the TO? I thought it was going to be, um, what's his nuts? Uh, the one that's always, pu- uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? He, he Derek. TO'd the, uh, what? Derek. Yeah, I thought Derek was TOing it. No, Derek's he, TOing uh, X Wing. He's doing the X Wing. But he wanted. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that'll be good. Diaz. Yeah. If you guys are coming and want, Diaz is a good dude. He's a real good dude. Yeah. He's a real good dude. He's a good yeah. judge. Like he'll he'll be great to judge that Legion tournament for sure. Yeah. He uh, you know he's run several Armada tournaments and maybe a Legion tournament that I, I don't know if I went to it, but. Um, and you know, it was just a great job. So yeah, Diaz is a great pick for a judge for that. That's gonna be great. Yeah. And and the tables for the Michigan GT are gonna be a quarter of the board with with barricade. Like it's gonna be you're gonna feel like you're playing a Legion game. Yeah, no, you see the boards the guys are putting together. Like they're legit. They're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are these are all you know old 40k guys that they know how to build terrain. And you know, the, the one of the, the main guy running the tournament. He really got involved in like looking up what Legion terrain is supposed to look like, and got a bunch of feedback from a bunch of people. Oh, nice! Or he then he then designed these boards, and I bet they're going to be awesome. I'm really like, glad I signed up for this now. Yeah, Imperial Terrain, like the main ones that does the STL files and like prints out a bunch of like. Um, oh, okay. Files. They they've become a sponsor for it too, and they're they're like doing a whole table of their own or some shit like that. Yeah. So nice. there's going to be. I think we're gonna we're gonna show FFG how terrain is supposed to look like. Yeah, it's gonna look great. And honestly, if there is any sort of, I'm bringing all my terrain to. I'm just gonna bring it just in case there's an issue, and I'm gonna throw my shit down. Like I, there is no unions there. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I, will oh. fix it. if a table's fucked, I will fix it. Well, the thing is, I mean, I'll be there. Well, you know, I'll be there Saturday. Um, yeah, because I'll be doing Armada, and you know, me and I'll be you know helping Diaz get everything going for that. So. We'll, yeah. we'll the, point, the point is, there. I'm saying that now in case there is, but I'm there won't be an issue. The tables no. are going to be really good. Yeah, they're going to be really, really good. Um, these guys know how to make terrain and stuff. I mean, they've been doing it forever. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, come check it out. Um, we've got our, we also got our alt art cards, the Lando and Bale officers, as well as the Quat and Simon double sided uh, alt art ship card with uh, our fresh new logo on them. And yeah, all you got to do to get them is shoot us a message with your address, and we'll send it anywhere in the world. We've been we've sent we got a pretty good response with that. We could yeah, we have quite a few out already. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we've gotten them all out. I mean, doesn't matter where you live in the world. We'll send it to you. Yeah, we'll get them out. And um, I'll have more on hand at the GT for anybody playing the Armada tournament. And if you're not playing and you want a set, come introduce yourself and I'll give you some. Yeah, real simple. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, that goes for, hey, if you see us really anywhere, we'll probably have them with us. Yeah, I mean, we still we actually still got to hand them out to all the local guys. Yeah, we, yeah, we haven't done that. But. We haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah, we got to. We'll get around to it. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna put playing. together an armada tournament sometime in. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to. I don't want to peg myself to something right now. Sometime in October and over. <laughs> <laughs> regionals coming up. I know. I'll do it eventually. So, what is regionals? November. If it follows <laughs> last year, it'll probably be November, December. Yeah. We'll be finding out soon. We found out around this time last year yeah i wonder who will like, be getting it this year hopefully gatekeeper can get it with if they have their new store by then well i don't think i don't think tim put in for it oh okay because you gotta yeah, put you gotta, in for it like you gotta you say gotta i want to host the regional yeah. oh well then never mind and apparently you also need like room for 40 players too so yeah oh. yeah but the next year and we'll uh, get for i mean we had what 32 last year 34 or something like that yeah 32 I know we had more than fucking Canadian Nationals did, so. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had a pretty good group come down from Canada for it. Yeah. There yeah, were really five or six, I think, and then there were like five or six from Chicago, a couple from Toledo. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was a great turnout. Hopefully we uh, we get all those guys and more next year. Or this yeah. year, I'd say. So. All right, cool. All right, we're actually going to wrap the episode up now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, uh, whatever you've already heard the Facebook page stuff and all that. So yeah, we will see you in episode eight whenever we get around to figuring out when we're fucking gonna do it. Yeah, might be a little longer than normal. It's. I mean, it's certainly not gonna be till October. That's for sure. Because there's yeah. only like a we're week. We're gonna need at least a spoiler from the SSD. Well, we still gotta. Fit, well, we could. We could Rat. still do stuff. It's just we gotta yeah. go Donna's house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So if you got something you want to hear about, let us know because we're uh, still trying to figure out what to talk about next. <laughs> yeah, give <laughs> us an idea. Help, help us out. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye. All right.